Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is paper. P-A-P-E-R. He spells too. Really? You bet your life! DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Groucho! Careful how you handle that name. Oh, that's me! Well, here I am again with $3,500 for one of our couples. Groucho, we have a pair of young, unattached people now who are... Well, how lucky you are. <laughs> who've not met each other up until this moment. Oh. I'd like you to meet them now. Um, just before we went in the air, our studio audience selected them. They're Miss Carol Silverspar and Mr. Robert Murray. Meet Groucho Marx, kid. Well, welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Miss Carol Silverspar. Where are you from? Uh, that's an odd name, Silver Spar, isn't it? Yes, it's Swedish. Oh, are you Svenska? No, just the name. Oh, just the name, huh? And uh, may I ask how old you are? Yes, I'm 20. 20, huh? And, and not married, huh? Not yet. Don't be so elated, Carol. <laughs> and Robert Murray, huh? That's right, sir. That's a fine upstanding. Where, where are you from, Bob? San Francisco, Bob? sir. San Francisco, huh? And, and what is your age? Uh, 26. You're not uh, married either? No, not married. What do you think of uh, Carol here? <laughs> well, my book, she's all right. Kind of cute. Have you got your book with you? Maybe I can... <laughs> You're in the book business, huh, Bob? No, I'm in paint business. Oh. I thought you said in your... Uh, oh, well. I'm in the paint business myself, you know. Fine. I'm what they call the varnishing American. <laughs> Among other things. Now, what uh, what company do you work for? Uh, W.P. Fuller and Company. Oh, they have good paints, too. Huh? What's, what's your job there? Uh, I'm pebble mill operator. Paint mixer. You make pebble? You mean you make big ones, uh, little ones out of big ones? Huh? Well, what, what's a pebble mill? Well, a pebble mill is a uh, tank that's used in making paint. It mixes paint. Oh, oh in so. other words, you mix paints, is that it? Yes, sir. Well, uh, how, how do you mix them? At first, you run a vehicle and a pigment together, and that makes a paste. That's so. I should think if you ran a pigment and a vehicle together, you'd get pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Carol, who, who do you work for? I'm with Rosemary Reed Swimsuit Company. You you work for an outfit that makes uh, bathing Swimsuits. suits for girls? Yes. Oh, that's about as dull a job as I can think of. Huh? <laughs> what do you What do you do there? Well, I'm assistant to the publicity manager, and I also uh, model suits and shows. How do you feel about bathing beauties, Bob? Oh, I like them. Don't say you've never bathed any. That's a very old joke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in the mood for old jokes. By the way, are you busy tomorrow night, Carol? Yes, I am. She's not in the mood for old jokes either. (laughs) 
Now, in just one minute, you're going to play a bet your life for a chance at the $3,500 question. But first, here's some advice I want you to hear about. Have you seen? Did you ride? Did you drive a new DeSoto? Hurry up. Do it now. At your dealers today. Yes, do it now. Visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer and get acquainted with the car that's designed for you. And your budget, too. The new, the 1952 DeSoto. Here's a car of solid comfort. With chair-high seats that give you plenty of leg room and smooth-riding Auraflow shock absorbers to baffle the bumps. There's added safety with extra-wide windshield and window areas for better vision and safety rim wheels to protect your family in case of blowouts. And remember the protection you get with DeSoto's waterproof ignition that lets you drive in any kind of weather. See it. Ride in it. Drive the exciting new 1952 DeSoto, the car that's designed for you and your budget, too. Now at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. It's designed for you and your budget, too. It's the 1952 DeSoto. And remember, the dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the value jewel of the low-priced field. Let's see how you work together as a team. Uh, Mr. Fenneman, would you mind explaining the rules? You bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $3,500 DeSoto Plymouth question later in the show. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to bet? Ten. Okay. Ten? A large city in Wisconsin has the same name as the fourth president of the United States. What is the name of this city? Madison. Madison is right. And you're on your way with $30. I took some Madison right before the show. Remember, you're going for $3,500 tonight. How much of your $30 are you going to bet this time? $25. The capital of North Carolina has the same name as a famous English soldier and explorer. What is the name of this city? Raleigh. Raleigh is right. Raleigh is right. You now have $55. Rally. Well, here's your third question. How much of the 55 are you going to bet? Fifty. $50. One of the largest cities in Texas was named for the first president of the Texas Republic. What is the name of this city? Houston. Houston, Houston. is right. <laughs> You've climbed to $105. This is your last chance to beat the other couples. You're going to bet how much? Uh, we'll take it all. You're going to bet $105? 105 The capital of Nevada was named after a Western frontiersman. What is the name of this city? Uh, Carson. Carson City is right. <laughs> and you wind up with a grand total of $210. Thanks and see you <laughs> Thanks, and the season's greetings from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. We uh, have a housewife and a grandmother for you now, Groucho, and here they are. Mrs. Mertie Hardy Green and Mrs. Lois Coons. Ladies, meet Groucho Marx. Right in here. Well, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mrs. Uh, Mighty Hardy Green, eh? Well, you don't look very green, but I... I must say you look mighty hardy, eh? Do you mind if I call you, uh, uh, Mrs. Green? No. Where are you from, mate? I was born in Chicago. Do you live there now? No. 
Where do you live now? I live in Wilsell, Montana. Lois, uh, uh, where are you from? I was born in Sydney, Australia. Well, that's the Antipodes, isn't it? That's right. I see. How long have you been in this country? Five and a half years. And you're a grandmother, huh? Not me. Oh. oh. <laughs> you, you've lived here how long? <laughs> Five and a half years. Well, say, you've learned to speak the language very quickly, haven't you? <laughs> Did you have much trouble understanding people when you first arrived here? Oh, they speak English in Australia. I know, but very few people speak it in the United States. <laughs> You say you're not a grandmother? <laughs> no. Well, then, you, are you a grandmother, Mrs. Yes, Smith? I am. Oh. You don't look like a grandmother. I am. May, may I ask your age? Yes. <laughs> how, o- uh, how old are you, Mrs.? Uh, it's a question I always hate to ask. How old are you, Mrs. Green? Well, I was 69 my last birthday. Well, you certainly don't look it. You're a, you're a tribute to Montana. In short, Mrs. Green, you're a beaut. Thank you. <laughs> Montana? What brought you to Hollywood, Mrs. Green? And don't say the Santa Fe Railroad, because that joke is older than both of us. <laughs> well, I came to Hollywood on business for the National Federation of Grandmothers Clubs of America. The National Federation of Grandmothers? You mean even grandmothers carry union cards these days? <laughs> They're organized. Lois, how did you... We'll, we'll take this up a little later. Oh, right? it's, it's Please do. serious stuff, yes. And something I don't want to skim by this. Lois, how did you meet your husband? Unfortunately, I understand you're married. <laughs> I was in a coffee lounge in Sydney, and an American came in. He was one of the first three Americans in Sydney. Then uh, uh, a week or so after that, my mother thought it would be nice to invite two Americans down for the weekend. And so she called him up and asked him to come down, bring a cobber with him. Bring what? A cobber. um, What's that, a bear? A cove. Um, A cove? Well, a bloke, um, a pal. You call it a pal. I thought you had a bear in a cave there for a time. Well, he... You were lonely for a bloke, is that it? <laughs> Lois, I'm always on the, on the lookout for jokes from other countries. Could you recall one or, one or two uh, uh, down under caucus? Oh, dear. They told so many. Uh, (laughs) Well, there was one uh, about the American airman who was wounded and woke up in an Australian hospital after being unconscious. He opened his eyes and said to the nurse, Oh, nurse, did they bring me here to die? And she said, No, they brought you yesterday. That's a typical Australian joke. No wonder Australia is down under. <laughs> now, uh, you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other couples, you'll get a chance at the $3,500 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but uh, George is going to remind our listeners. The young people won $210. 
Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected name the fruit. Is that right? Yes. Here's your first question. How much, how much will you bet, Lois? Ten, huh? Mm-hmm. Ten dollars? Ten. All right. What kind of a fruit is a bing? Cherry. Cherry is right. I always thought it was a crosby. You're on your way. You have thirty dollars. How much of your thirty dollars are you going to bet on your second question? Twenty-five. All right. What kind of a fruit is a Macintosh? Apple. Apple is right. You now have fifty-five dollars. Fifty-five dollars is your third question. How much will you bet? Say one cent. Say one. Okay. Oh, You're going to bet fifty-four dollars and ninety-nine cents. Is that right? Oh no, we, we bet a, you bet oh. five. You say five. Come on, time to Say five then. All right. You're going to bet fifty dollars. What kind of a fruit is a catawba? C a t a w b a. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a grape. You now have five dollars. Right, here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the five dollars will you bet? All five. All five dollars. All right. What kind of a fruit is an Alberta? Peach. Peach is right. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, we're going to give you a one question here. This will be for fifteen dollars, so that will give you a total of twenty-five. Now, this is a tough question. I want you to think hard, and please no help from the audience. From what animal do we get a rabbit's foot? (laughs) A rabbit is right. Now you've got $25. Thanks, and a happy new year from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Groucho, uh, we have a special guest tonight, Mr. Robert W. Berry, Director of Civil, uh, Civil Defense for the City of Los Angeles. His partner is a sailor from the United States Navy, selected by our studio audience just before we went on the air. And Groucho, Mr. Barry is really a rear admiral in the Navy, but, uh, of course, we haven't told the sailor that yet. So let's bring him in now, shall we? Uh, Groucho, I'd like you to meet Mr. Barry and Seaman uh, Cecil Hawkins. And here they are now. Welcome, kids, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Now, let's see. Mr. Robert W. Berry uh, and uh, Seaman uh, Cecil Hawkins, eh? Mr. Berry, where are you from? Well, I was born on the east side of New York uh, on the 91st Street and 3rd Avenue over a saloon. Over a saloon. That is correct. Say, you come right in my neighborhood. I, was, I used to live in 93rd Street. I was born 78th Street in Third Avenue. Not over a saloon, though. I was born over a whisker chef, which is a baloney factory. And I've been dishing it out ever since. Sailor, what's your home? Shreveport, Louisiana. How old are you? 26. How long have you been in the Navy, uh, Commander? Well, I'm not a commander. I'm a seaman. Eight years. On this program, you're a commander. I just promoted you. <laughs> what kind of a mud scow are you on? Well, I'm on a tanker, AO-58. A tanker? Yeah, the Manatee, USS Manatee. Where did you go on your last trip? Well, we just come back from Korea. <laughs> Say,
Say, as I recall it, your whole gang went, crew went down to the blood bank, didn't they? Uh... Yes, sir, the whole crew, 100% of them. Don't aid blood. Well, I'm glad to have the opportunity to thank you personally, Cecil. This ought to make a lot of people ashamed of themselves that the boys in the service have to do this. You have a lot of ribbons on your chest there, too. Uh, what do they stand for? Well, Groucho, I got a few of them during the last war. And I'm getting a few in this one. I have the United Nations and the Korean ribbon, Japanese occupation, American theater, and Philippine liberation, and China service, and this kind of now, Cecil, I'm curious. What's life in the Navy like these days, for example? What's the first thing you do in the morning? Fall overboard? No, we heave out and try sub. <laughs> you better explain. I don't think Mr. Berry knows what you're talking about. I do, but he doesn't. <laughs> you explain it to Mr. Berry. Huh? He's well, a landlubber. Yeah. Well, Mr. Barry, heave out and try sub. Is that you get out of your sack the first thing in the morning. And after you're out of your sack, you put your rack up. You see, you hook it up where it'll be out of the way of the passageway so the fellows can move about their work, you see. What do you think of it, Mr. Barry? How do you like uh, life in the Navy? How does it sound to you? You think you'd like it? It sounds very interesting to me. Believe me, it sounds very interesting. You can learn something from this fellow here. I can just see you heaving out and tricing up at six in the morning. Now, look, Cecil, you're out here in front of a lot of people. Is there anything about the Navy that you'd like to see change? You know, this is your big chance, you know. Go ahead, speak up. I'll protect you. Well, well a lot of Navy to... people listen all over the world of this show, and yeah. you know, you might be doing some good for it. Well, there's a new uniform they're trying to put out now, Groucho. It has pants pockets, just like the trousers that the civilians wear. Mm. And they, uh, they don't look too well. It's sloppy looking, and it's not typical Navy as it always has been. Then the Reveille, they have 0600 Reveille every morning. That's 365 days a year. I'd like to see about getting that changed. <laughs> You realize, of course, this is mutiny, don't you, Cecil? There might be some admirals listening in. You better be careful. <laughs> Commander, no, I, I, think, I think I'll make you an admiral now, Cecil. Uh, would you rather be a vice admiral or a rear admiral? Well, since you're promoting me, I'd rather be a full admiral. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want to be full of, beans? <laughs> Why would you rather be a full admiral? Well, full admiral is as high as you can go. Well, some admirals can go pretty high, especially around New Year's Eve. <laughs> Cecil, do you think I'd make a good sailor? Well, frankly, no. Uh, how about uh, Mr. Barry here? How long do you think he'd last in the Navy? Well, he wouldn't last very long. <laughs> He might get through a hitch, then he might not. I don't think he'd be suited for the job. It's, it's mostly for young men. Well, what do you think of admirals in general? 
Oh, what do you think of generals and admirals? No. <laughs> what do you think of admirals in general? Well, I hadn't been around admirals very much. Well, I have news for you, Cecil. This is the first time an admiral has ever been this close to a sailor. Seaman, I'd like you to shake hands with Rear Admiral Robert W. Berry of the United States Navy. Hi, Roy. Hi, man. Cecil, I just said shake hands. You don't have to shake all over, you know. Now, how long do you say you thought he'd last in the Navy? Yeah, not very long. Well, uh, Admiral, uh, tell me, uh, how long have you been in the Navy? Well, uh, I'm now retired, uh, Mr. Marks, but I had 36 and a half years with the Navy. Well, Eva, now that you're retired, do you, you still have to heave out and trice up at six in the morning? And if you say yes, I'll cancel your shawl leave. <laughs> uh, Admiral Barry, before we go any further, he's a real nice admiral, isn't he? Yes, sir, very nice. <laughs> you could be an irons, you know, in 15 minutes. <laughs> Admiral Barry, before we go any further, I want to thank you for coming here tonight. I know how busy you are, so let's talk about your present job. I understand that you're in charge of civil defense in Los Angeles. Is that right? That is correct, Mr. Marks. And what, what does that uh, consist of? The main thing is to make certain, that, to see that every man, woman, and child in the city of Los Angeles is conscious of civil defense. Well, that's a very big job. It's tough enough just to see to it that everyone in Los Angeles is conscious. <laughs> Now, tell me, uh, Admiral Barry, how can the average citizen participate in your program? Because this is real important. There are several uh, simple points that everybody should learn. One, I recommend wholeheartedly, Mr. Marks, that every household in our country have some person trained in first aid techniques. That training is given by our great American National Red Cross. That is at no cost to the citizen at all. Well, suppose there was an atomic attack. What should the average citizen do about it? Well, I think the main thing to do is know what to do with our utilities. That's the first thing to do. In other words, turn your gas, water, and, and electricity off at the normal appliance, right at the stove or the wall switch, but leave the electricity on so that you can turn your radios on. Uh, the radio is the important thing, so you can receive official instructions from your disaster organization in your local city. I hope this is clear to all you people out there, because this may be very important to all of us. Well, sailor boy, have you thought of anything else about the Navy that you'd like to have changed? <laughs> we have an admiral here, you know. Just speak up. He can't hurt you. He's retired. Well, frankly, Groucho, I like the Navy. We'll just leave it like it is. Well, apparently you do like it. <laughs> that was the shortest mutiny in the history of the sea. <laughs> Well, we're grateful to both of you because the both of you are fighting to keep the rest of us safe and alive, and it's been a privilege to talk with you, and I wish each of you the greatest success in your jobs. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Davis Marks. Now you're going to play your bet your life, and you beat our other couples, and you get a chance at the $3,500 question. Can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. The young people still lead with $210. 
Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected words beginning with the letters P-E-R. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Oh. Talk it over with the Admiral. Oh, well, we'll say $10. $10. Yeah. What do you call a pleasant scent or fragrance? Begins with the letters per. P-E-R. Perfume. Perfume yeah. is right. <laughs> I remember you're going for $3,500. <laughs> How much of the $30 would you bet on your second question? You're the quarterback, Roy. Whatever you want. Well, let's see. That's a real admiral, shifting all the responsibilities uh. of a sailor. <laughs> we'll bet $25. $25. Submarines use this device to scan the surface while remaining submerged. What do you call it? Begins with P-E-R. Periscope. Periscope is right. You're climbing. You have $55. All right. Here's your third question. How much of the 55 are you going to go for? $50. $50. What is it called when you bear false witness or speak falsely under oath? P-E-R. Perjury. Perjury. Perjury is right. <laughs> Here's your last chance to be the other couples. How much of the 55? No, they have 105 dollars. How much are you going to bet? Shoot the work. Shoot the work. Shoot. 105. <laughs> what is the word beginning with per used in punctuation marking the end of a sentence? Period. Period. Period is right. <laughs> and you wind up with a grand total of $210. And that means that you're tied with the young people, our first couple. They also had $210, and in just one minute, you'll both get a chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $3,500 question. It's open season for New Year's resolutions, and I hope you car owners make a firm resolve to take better care of your car this coming year. You know, expert service... Regular service, including proper lubrication, will add many miles of safe driving to your car. With a definite saving on gas and oil, on tire wear, and on replacement of parts. And friends, no place anywhere is better fitted to give you this kind of service than a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's. Because DeSoto Plymouth dealer's service is tailored to the highest standards. The mechanics who work on your car are trained in factory methods. They work with the most modern tools and equipment. And if your car should need it, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer has access to the right factory-tested and approved replacement parts. All this adds up to top service, and you'll find it's courteous service at a fair price. So resolve to do your car a good turn this year. Take it where you see the famous sign of better service, the friendly sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And here come our winning couples, the young people and the admiral and the sailor, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $3,500 question. Everybody in. Okay, here we are now. Here we go with two couples tied for a chance at the $3,500. Each couple will decide on a single answer and write it down on one of these cards. If both couples get it right, we'll split the money between them. Okay, you have 15 seconds after I read you the question. Here it is. In 1595... Sir Walter Raleigh led an expedition to South America in search of a mythical city of great riches. Many other adventurers later searched in vain for this legendary city of gold. For $3,500, what name do we know it by? Write it down on a piece of paper. 
I'll read the cards. I don't one card so. at a time. <laughs> this is Lake. Uh, what is this? Titicaca. No, that's not. And Inca is wrong. It's it's El Dorado, I think. Oh, El Dorado. El Dorado is right. There nice it is. Try, nice try. That is a tough question. I'm sorry. The correct answer is El Dorado. That means the big question next week will be worth four thousand dollars. Well, you lost the big money, but you each won. How much did they win? $210 in the quiz. Well, that's not too bad. Uh, congratulations, <laughs> and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. From the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers, you bet your life. again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $4,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... See the 1952 DeSoto. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. In today's high-speed traffic, it's more important than ever to keep a safe stopping distance behind the vehicle ahead. Stay at least one vehicle length behind for every 10 miles per hour under good conditions but more when streets are wet and icy. Oh, by the way, Groucho's on the cover of Time magazine this week. Thought you might like to read about him. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. (laughs) 